A new study published in the journal Annals of Internal Medicine suggests that intermittent fasting could be just as effective a strategy for losing weight as counting calories. The year-long study assigned 90 participants with obesity to either restrict eating between noon and 8 p.m. or cut their caloric intake by 25%. It found no statistically significant difference between the two. This is Pulse Check. I'm Megan Messerly. CMS is proposing increasing Medicare payments to dialysis centers as part of its 2024 rule on payments for end-stage kidney disease. The agency has proposed a 1.6% increase for dialysis facilities next year, including a nearly 3% bump for hospital-based clinics and nearly 2% for freestanding facilities. The agency has also proposed adding 30% of the total per-treatment amount for pediatric dialysis cases. Electronic health records firms can be fined up to $1 million if they block data sharing under an HHS rule released Tuesday. The rule implements the 21st Century Cures Act, which was signed into law in 2016, and allows the HHS Inspector General to investigate information blocking claims. And the reauthorization of the U.S. program known as PEPFAR, which has been instrumental in saving millions of lives in the developing world from AIDS, is at risk because of a dispute over abortion. Carmen Pond is here to explain. Hi, Megan. Thanks for having me. So you and Alice reported that PEPFAR, which is a U.S. program that funds HIV services abroad, may for the first time not be reauthorized because of a dispute over abortion. Can you unpack that for me? Yes. So PEPFAR, which stands for the President's Emergency Plan for AIDS Relief, was founded 20 years ago when President George W. Bush created it and Congress passed legislation to enact it. And it has, for these two decades, been widely bipartisan, supported by lawmakers from both sides of the aisle and many HIV and AIDS advocates. But for the first time, a longtime supporter of PEPFAR, Representative Chris Smith, is saying that he doesn't want the program reauthorized because it supports abortion. And Representative Smith, who is Republican of New Jersey, actually wrote the last reauthorization bill five years ago. But he told me in an interview on Capitol Hill that he read recent documents, the recent strategy documents for PEPFAR and guidance documents for organizations implementing funding from PEPFAR. And it includes language about integration with sexual health and reproductive services, which to him mainly stand for abortion. And he's a longtime anti-abortion advocate. He said he believes in protecting the life of the unborn baby. And he thinks that the president, basically by allowing that language to be included in those PEPFAR documents, is using the program to support abortion and to implement this abortion rights agenda that Representative Smith is very strongly against. So he would like the program to be reauthorized with language saying that no money from PEPFAR can go to organizations supporting abortion or lobbying for abortion rights laws in the countries where PEPFAR operates, but that's not going to fly with Democrats. So he he basically says there should be no reauthorization because of that. So what are Democrats saying about all of this? How are they responding to these accusations that PEPFAR is being used to support abortion services abroad? Is there any evidence that's actually happening? So they have been saying that there's no evidence that this is happening. Senator Bob Menendez, Democrat of New Jersey, who chairs the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, called it a smear. He said that PEPFAR does not support abortion, does not promote abortion, and that Republicans are using it to make a political issue about abortion without the program really being involved in 
providing or supporting those kind of services or even touting abortion. And some of them have been dismissive. They said to pass what they call a career reauthorization of PEFAR, which is basically they change reauthorizing the program for five more years. But I talked to advocates and Congress staffers who feel that it's going to take a lot more than that, who say that the White House has to get involved because this is such an important program for the U.S., not only for the health of the people that it supports in countries with the highest burden of HIV, but also for the U.S. reputation, foreign policy, and for sort of like the U.S. in the world, and that this cannot just be left now to the actual people who work on PEPFAR to work it out with lawmakers on the Hill that the White House has to put its thumb on the scale and try to negotiate with Representative Smith, with Republicans about potentially the language that surrounds PEPFAR to make sure that there's no confusion about the kind of services it supports and to make sure that is reauthorized for five more years. So what happens if PEPFAR isn't reauthorized? There are some legal provisions in the law creating PEPFAR and reauthorizing PEPFAR that will pretty much end. That is, for example, a provision saying that a certain amount of the funding from PEPFAR has to go to support children affected by HIV, whether that means kids who were born with HIV or kids who lost a parent or even both parents because of HIV. There's another legal provision talking about the amount of money and the percentage that the U.S. gives to the Global Fund to fight HIV, tuberculosis, and malaria. There's a 33% included in there that the U.S. can support to attract also other government money, and that will lapse basically. But one important thing is that the program doesn't automatically end if it's not reauthorized. The money can still be appropriated for it on a yearly basis, but it will just not have that sort of like five-year renewal with all the policy aims and all the targets stated in it. So what are you going to be watching for in the long term here? What's next? Many people are surprised that PEPFAR, which has had such a strong bipartisan support for 20 years, which was created by a Republican president, got involved in this issue that some call culture wars or the abortion debate in the U.S. that we've seen playing out over the past year. It will be highly symbolic if PEPFAR is not reauthorized. Some lawmakers and PEPFAR supporters are afraid that if the program is not reauthorized for the first time, it would signal internationally that the U.S. is not as committed as it has been to the fight against HIV. At the time when there has been some scale back in the fight against this virus due to the pandemic, and there are people who are afraid that over time, funding might go down, Right now, PEPFAR benefits from about $5 billion a year. The supporters are afraid that appropriators will diminish that with time. And they're also afraid that other countries will sort of like follow the U.S. and say, well, you know, the U.S. is not putting as much money and focus on HIV as it used to. So it's not such an important issue anymore. So we're going to fund it less or we're not going to fund it at all. So it definitely will have ripple effect if it's not reauthorized this year. So much to keep an eye on here. Well, thank you so much, Carmen, for taking the time to walk us through this today. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Megan. And that's our show. Our music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Afra Abdullah is our producer. Annie Reese is our senior producer. Our healthcare team editors are Eli Reyes, Dan Goldberg, Barbara Van Tyne, Beth Belton, and Sean Zeller. I'm Megan Messerly. Subscribe and follow Pulse Check for a new episode every day. And subscribe to our newsletters where you can read this reporting. Pulse, Future Pulse, and Prescription Pulse. Thanks for listening.